So my friend, I went to visit my friend in New Hampshire. Who I, um, I also am mutuals with on, yeah, yeah. on the Twitters. Our our friend Jamie. Um, I went to see my friend there and and she was like, oh, we're going to go look at this lake. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought we were just going to like hang out and like go to a barbecue uh, restaurant oh, and drink. But okay. she wanted to go look at this lake and I was like, uh, okay, I'm not dressed for like, liking. Ew. No, but it was actually like very you know what's fucked up? You know those like those TikToks of people being like out in nature and they're like fuck. Now my men- like my mental illness is like gone or has yep. lessened. Hmm. And I'm always I look at those TikToks and I'm like you guys are fucking stupid. That's not how it works. And then I went to a lake and I saw a duck and I was like fuck. cured instantly. <laughs> yeah. Instantly cured and like felt really good and like like felt you know, like a weight had been lifted off of me. That's what ducks do. Welcome to Things for the Memories, where we have hot stunts, pyrotechnics, and a guy on fire. Yay! Yay! Oh man, we are rooting tooting today. Uh, my name is Leslie. <laughs> I use they them pronouns, and I hail from the hellmouth of Boston, MA. And my I'm... co-host, as always, is Kate. <laughs> I like that we're hailing now. Oh, it's very formal. Yeah. <laughs> um, my name is Kate. My pronouns are she, her, or they, them. And I hail from the barony of South Philadelphia. <laughs> It's actually an SCA world, which I am not part of, but my partner is. I think it's Barony Bacayle or Bacayle. Interesting. That's where we are. Okay. Uh, And then we have a guest this week. (laughs) We have our our good friend Dave. Dave, hello. Hey, everybody. My name is Dave, or LaborLifts on Twitter. I use he or they pronouns, and I am coming to you hailing even <laughs> from the hellmouth of all hellmouths, Orlando, Florida. Ooh, it's a scary. big, big hellmouth. <laughs> getting scarier all the time. Believe There's me. There's probably a huge hellmouth under Disney World. I'm gonna imagine. Absolutely, that's where they yeah. keep um, uh, Disney's like uh, head. Bad kids. <laughs> no, it's where they keep like oh, Walt Disney's yeah. like cryogenically frozen head underneath Cinderella's castle. <laughs> That's right. It's also where they they um they pull the um unruly guests mm-hmm. underground. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you stand up on the uh on the like Tower of Terror ride, you have to go to the to the bad boy cage underneath <laughs> Disney. If you sneak into the parks early enough, you can watch Mickey just slink out of the lake in the middle of Epcot, yeah. shake all the slime <laughs> off. Oh man, uh-huh. that's yeah. so Pop cool. his eyeball back into place. Yeah. <laughs> that would make me like Disney World, I think. Uh, I think I would be into it. Like the oh, horror. Man. The the memories. The memories are like <laughs> flooding back to me now. Yeah. Um well yeah, so we watched uh this is the end of season four. Indeed. We have, uh, we have come a long way. A very um, weird place to jump in as someone I know, who's seen I can only almost imagine. no Buffy at all. It's so fun. Yeah, so so we'll get into that, but like I think it's so funny that they did like a a part one and part two, a very like climactic sort of end of the chapter of this like story arc that they've been doing for basically the entire fourth season Mm -hmm. and then they were like okay we wrap that up now we are gonna have some fucking kafka wet dreams yeah (laughs) like and that's gonna be the end of the of this season like here we go like just really really uncomfortable (laughs) um yeah so dave why don't you tell us like your history with buffy because you like you you told me this was like the second or third episode you've watched yeah i've seen a handful of episodes i really wasn't all that aware of Buffy until high school. I found Mm -hmm. out that uh, one of my English teachers had written his master's thesis on Buffy. Oh, (laughs) fuck yeah. What's his name? That's radical. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I want to read it. Yeah, me too. Uh, This... (laughs) 
You can you tell you can tell us off my yeah. yeah you can I'll, see, I'll see if we can dig it up. <laughs> okay, but um, no, I I hadn't really heard of it until then, and he showed us a couple episodes in class just uh, to kill a few days when we were ahead of the curriculum. <laughs> Best teacher uh, ever. I love those kind of days. <laughs> and I had no idea what to think of him. I mean, he had just picked a few random episodes, and I went back home and I tried to um, watch a few more. And this is when I learned that Buffy was forbidden in our household. <gasps> oh, no. Because uh, when my parents were dating, uh, my stepdad and my mom were dating, um, my dad was obsessed with Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> and so oh, they, would, they would talk on the phone for hours and hours every single night, except when Buffy was on and then they would talk until the <laughs> instant the show changed and my dad would be like sorry honey gotta go Buffy's oh, on and oh hang up on her wow we oh have had goodness. so many people whose dads love Buffy on the show <laughs> like so many people it's, yeah. it's bizarre to this day my mom despised is that show Aww. she'll still it'll come up i mentioned i was coming on here and uh she was still like yelling at him about oh we can't have date nights when buffy's on <laughs> wow wow i love that oh that's so cute <laughs> <laughs> so i did actually uh recruit my dad to go ahead and watch these episodes with me oh really oh that's awesome that's really cute did he enjoy it <laughs> I think he was confused. Probably like, yeah, because it has been so long. You yeah, know? I think he was sitting there like, which plot line is this? Yeah. yeah, yeah Does Willow yeah. have powers yet? I don't know what's happening. And you're like, Aww. Dad, spoilers. Yeah. Like, come right, on. exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, that's great. I love that. <laughs> well, yeah, Kate, why don't you... Um... Why don't you pop open the wiki? And, I'm popping and it open. Popping it open and, am, and read I'm, us for primeval. I'm taking out my skeleton key <laughs> and opening these, this uh, human skin covered tome. Yeah, it has an eyeball Buffy in wiki. it. Yeah, <laughs> just one. <laughs> um, okay, so we are, we are doing the, I guess this is like the true season finale, primeval. Um. And then we'll <laughs> we'll do the next one, which is crazy. Uh, so Buffy's estrangement from her friends and Giles threatens to keep the group from stopping Adam's plan to design a master race of human-demon hybrids. Elsewhere, Riley is captured by Adam and learns that before Professor... Professor I can't ever say her name. <laughs> Professor Walsh. <laughs> before that lady's death, she had implanted Riley with a chip that could destroy his power and bond him to Adam forever. Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, this um, was a um, jam-packed episode. Yeah, first of all, I want to point out that they obviously had way, way more budget this season <laughs> than any of the previous seasons because, like I said, there are hot stunts pyrotechnics oh. stuff exploding i love the guy guys flying like, in the air the guys yeah, flying guys in the air like, are my favorite jumping like 10 feet in the air there's mm -hmm. definitely a dude on fire like it th that action sequence has it all it really <laughs> not does. to mention the top-notch makeup on uh adam Oh, or as I've been oh, calling yeah. him, Borg guy in my notes. Borg guy. Oh, <laughs> I would have loved to do the um, prosthetics for Adam. Well, actually, even more than Adam for 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 like Zombie Forest, Professor yeah. Professor Walsh, and the <laughs> other doctor whose name I don't remember. Yeah, just just Doctor Doctor Guy. Um, <laughs> doctor and like guy. their tubes. They're weird tubes liquid tubes. Well, mm -hmm. they had a tube of blood and then a tube of what looked like pee, but I'm not. I don't <laughs> oh, want to make any, well, any you assumptions. Know, you got to keep them kidneys going. Yeah, the two vital fluids. <laughs> yeah, the two things every human needs running through yeah. the blood and blood pee. And pee. <laughs> that is the title for this episode. <laughs> and like Forrest. 
they did Forrest a little dirty because he looks like he's wearing a white guy's head. <laughs> yeah, that like made me so uncomfortable. First but of all, I they... think it was yellow. I think it was a demon, right? Just just some kind of like, yeah, just old skin. Yeah, it looked a little bit more like they gave him SpongeBob skin. Honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was yellow, more yellow. Weird. Yeah. And I liked his um, industrial staples a lot. His staples were cool. They fucked up his teeth, which made yeah. no sense to me. It's like well, he had perfectly fine teeth when he got killed. Like I was wondering if those were demon teeth, but I was like, how did that happen? Yeah, it was just on the bottom where they gave him that different jaw. Yeah, yeah. so like unless they caught like a demon hillbilly, there's no reason for <laughs> teeth to look like that. <laughs> like, no, they looked pointy. Like, I was thinking they were, like, they're not vampire teeth, but I was, like, are they some other, like, bitey I don't know. Demon? They were, like, weirdly spaced, so it just looked like, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was weird. <laughs> like, those, like, like Cletus, like, the plastic Cletus <laughs> teeth. <laughs> it's just really, uh, really offensive. Um, I feel like I've told this story before. This was, like, a really long time ago, but I, um... I bought, it was like, I was being aggressively marketed to on Instagram for like (laughs) um, retractable vampire teeth, like that you put in your mouth. And I guess you activate them with your tongue. But like, (laughs) they were cheap. So like, the thing about them was that they were like, blindingly like paper white. So they just looked ridiculous. You know, like not, and I was like, I don't need to be mocked like this. That's not cool. <laughs> my culture is not your costume. Yeah, it's like, oh, thank you for reminding me that my teeth are not blindingly white. Like, yeah. I should be excited about my retractable vampire teeth, but that's all I can think about. <laughs> they were like $14. Uh, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> can't can't win them all. <laughs> um. Can we talk about uh, Mark Blucas? Sure. In this episode, because he is finally doing his best acting, which is being a thoughtless husk. (laughs) 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 He's just very, very good at being a fucking, like, empty-headed dummy. Yeah. I thought it was really funny to watch him be like completely under Adam's control and then Spike is like completely resistant. He's just like, meh, I don't want to do that. He's like, I don't think so, love. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have it. to be fair to Spike, he doesn't have that kind of chip in him. I don't think. I don't think Adam can access Spike's Spike's chip. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, Spike, Spike being a little like a little sort of like yes- yes boy to adam in like the first half of this is really funny yeah because he's he's so like completely neutered at this point yeah and then i guess well okay so there were there were like last week on buffy um there was like yeah a sort of a recap of a recap but dave did you pick up that like basically spike in the episode before um like got the whole Scooby gang to like fight. So yeah, that they were... I was actually yeah. listening to um, some previous Fangs episodes leading up oh, to this. Nice. Oh, yeah. Getting nice. Spike playing his own gang uh, games. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I think the, the critical mistake Adam made with, um, with Riley was just not programming him not to take the chip out. That seems like the first bit of chip programming <laughs> you would put in. Don't undo the chip. It seems yeah. like it could control him to do everything except just tear it right out. That seems that's a, pretty that's easy. That's true. I and I want to I want to talk about the the placement of the chip because mm-hmm. when he cuts it out, he cuts his like uh his like boob almost. Yeah, <laughs> where <laughs> the heart of the central nervous system is. Yeah, that was like it just made no sense to me. It's like why wouldn't it be cuz like spikes we know is in the back of his like brainstem, like all the yeah. other demons and stuff. So and like th- why is Riley's just in his like armpit? Right, and they even like point when he he says something about the chip at first, Riley reaches for his head and he goes, "No." Uh Adam says, "No, it's in the heart of your central nervous system." And then points at his yeah. literal heart. <laughs> It's like Chekhov's. Like the understanding of anatomy is very... <laughs> Chekhov's chip. <laughs> Chekhov's chip. 
he also stops bleeding the moment he takes the chip out. Like we all know, there's no more blood there in the left side yeah. of your chest. Uh huh. He doesn't yeah. have the tubes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're not flowing, not pumping. Yeah. Well, I feel like I mean it's kind of an insult to Riley. It's like, no, it's not in your head, you dummy. Yeah, like you don't have enough going on up there. Would literally have oh, zero no. charge. Be the same as like trying to power a clock with a potato. Yeah, like spikes. <laughs> no, spikes all about you know brain, intellect. You like you know scheming. Yeah, and uh, Riley is like Riley's all heart. They put it. He put it in his pecs because Riley's that's where all pecs, <laughs> all pecs and no brains. Yeah. That's where his, the, his source of power is over yeah. people. His pecs. Mm-hmm. You think he can make him dance? Yes. Something to aspire to, really. Yeah. There yeah, you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, my, I want to talk about a moment uh, towards the beginning because they're, you know, in the beginning, they're all really, they kind of, you know, they all hate each other, blah, blah, blah. Um, and there's a moment where. Willow goes over to Giles' apartment so that he oh, yeah. she can get the the laptop. And Giles was and Tara... Was he supposed to be hung over there? Yes. Or... Yeah, because oh, okay. last episode he was like way, way fucked up. Um, and so Giles and Tara have like a a, a polite nod off where like they're just politely nodding to each other back and forth. <laughs> it was so awkward. I loved him in his like big fluffy robe. Yeah, he's like, just like chest out. Oh, it's so good. Um, he's uh, like, oh, maybe I'll pop out for a jog later. Yeah, he's like, no, we all know you're not, Rupert. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite moments towards the beginning of the episode is Buffy getting ready to go into like creepy Adam cave. And she oh, grabs yes. her tote bag and then a battle axe. It's like the yeah, best she just thing pulls ever. It out. I want to put that on the everyday carry subreddits. Yes. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. cute and little she... tote bag, big old battle axe that would have come in a lot of handy it. later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She still has the tote. It's like she's still got the tote bag over her shoulder in the cave, like with the battle axe. And like the battle <laughs> axe is right next to her bed. It's so good. Yep. I mean, to be fair, like, I don't know if this is maybe like a suburban parent thing, but like my parents had like a machete that they would keep next to their bed just in case of burglars. Cause they, even though we lived like way out in the country and the only thing that was around us was like cows, <laughs> but I feel like people do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, my maybe not a battle axe. A... Yeah. Battle axe is very, very specific. <laughs> even, even a machete is a little like, Oh shit. Yeah. My stepmother had a baseball bat, which I think is like, yeah, baseball bat's you know. classic. Yeah, baseball bat, like um, fire poker, golf. Met plenty of people with the uh, truck machete. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good good old truck machete. Yep. Gotta have one. That's (laughs) classic. So another moment, um, and I want to share this with y'all because I did, I did uh, another instance of me recording myself reacting. Oh, nice. This. uh, So there's a scene. Uh, where Xander is very pensive and and sad because he, you know, they've basically told him he's useless and he should go join the army. Yes. Um, and so Anya's trying to comfort him. Um, and here, here's I don't know if it'll it'll play, but hopefully it will. So what if they are? You're a good person and a good boyfriend, and <laughs> you are neither of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Anya says you're a good person and a good boyfriend, and it's like, who the fuck? Yeah, who are you talking about? Where are you getting that from? So, is there a counter argument to this claim that Xander is just kind of useless? Like, I get that Willow's a witch and Giles knows things, and Buffy is the Slayer. I have a big, just all caps in my notes, circled around. What is Xander's deal? Why is he around? (laughs) Well, so, he's supposed to be the heart of the group, uh, just which I don't buy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, he does get more thoughtful later, but like he's yeah. already being called the heart of the group, like at this point. 
Yeah, like they literally do a spell. Yeah, where each mm-hmm. each person is like Willow is the spirit, Giles is the mind, and and Xander is the heart. Um, yeah. So no, originally Dave, he's he's the Joss Whedon fan insert. Like he's his he's his OC. I knew there was a reason I didn't like. Yeah. Him. Um. <laughs> so originally, like that's the only reason Xander was there, and now they were like, uh, you know, Joss is like you know not as involved now so we got to like have him actually do something i guess so yeah let's have him be the heart (laughs) it's like no no actually no not really um i was thinking that adam so i don't know who made that amazing like round door for adam that was really cool like Mm -hmm. the one that like slides from the cave into the initiative but it's Initiative very, has like, a lot of very cool architecture going yeah, on. Yeah. But like his kind of creepy cave sliding door thing is very like Saturday morning cartoon yeah. uh, villain. <laughs> Don't you think? It's, it's very like, yeah, like um, like who are the people that G.I. Joe fight? Like, oh, Cobra? Co- cobra, yeah. yeah it's like a or cobra like Skeletor or something yeah. <laughs> like in their evil villain cave. Yeah, you could have yeah. pulled him out of any of those cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, he's not my favorite as far as a big bad. No, definitely not. I I feel like you could also make the argument of it's of it being like a, another biblical nod. Mhm. You know, like the stone oh, or whatever. Oh, for sure. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily what they were going for, but that's definitely an argument you can make. No, that's true. I mean, there's definitely some weird biblical stuff in the dream sequence with him and um yeah but like yeah i don't know if they're like thinking that deeply (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he does look like he's always like i'll get you buffy summers (laughs) you know he needs to be like stroking a white cat yeah yeah he just (laughs) seems like that kind of guy um because he doesn't have any we talked about this in the last episode but he doesn't have like weakness really like there's nothing Mm -hmm. there's nothing about him that's like oh this is what you can exploit this is his like one source of weakness it's just like well they made him like the best of human best of machine best of demon hybrid Mm -hmm. and like he doesn't have a sense of humor he doesn't have like a ton of understanding about like human behavior you know yeah he's just yeah not really a good you you know the thing about bad guys is that there there isn't like successful bad guys bad guys that that stick with you and compel you is that mm-hmm. there's an element of like you kind of get their motivation or at yeah. least like get them mm-hmm. as a person like spike is a very good bad because like he's charming and he's like relatable in some aspects like you kind of like get him yeah know? but yeah. adam there's just like literally nothing to cling on to i mean he really does just kind of do the borg thing yeah like, yeah that's true just wants to make more of him yeah. right and he's sort of maggie's motivation but then yeah. he killed her so <laughs> so it's like what even yeah so what what was the deal he wanted everybody in the initiative to kill each other so that he yeah. can make yeah, he could like rebuild him. them as he more was hoping, atoms. <laughs> he was hoping there would be a giant pile of body parts, <laughs> apparently. And Does he could just pull little, them around. Like weirdly like Charles Manson y to you. No. Like I, I get the fe- <laughs> No. Not no, Manson. Just, okay. As someone who knows like- way too much about Charles Manson, no. <laughs> but- I just felt like, oh, he wanted everybody to like to like kill each other so that he could then enslave like the rest you know what i mean yeah maybe not i think he was just just... hoping for um a lot of source material (laughs) yeah it seems like he just wanted a pile of body parts (laughs) okay just some fresh meat just a big pile because like you know like he has that um i think it was the polgara demon he has like the spikies of Mm -hmm. the polgara demon so like maggie put those on him so she like grabbed the polgara demon's forearms so like he could, if all the demons rip are ripped apart and all the humans are ripped apart, he could be like, 
I'll take one of you, one of mm-hmm. you, a little yeah. bit of this leg. It's like me yeah. at an all-you-can-eat buffet. I take a little bit of everything. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It is It is. Is a part, like a body parts buffet. <laughs> is that going to be the name of your new podcast? No. <laughs> Close. Body parts buffet. Body parts buffet. <laughs> All I'm so eat. excited for that project, by the way. Yes, me too. I <laughs> Thank can't you. wait. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but I love I love when um after that, I think Xander says this, like, oh, this m- really makes me miss like someone who just wanted to be a big snake. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Does anybody miss the mayor? <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah, not even having seen that, I missed it. I wanted to see what that was all about. Oh, oh man. yeah. Oh yeah. You want to talk about a a good bad guy, the mayor? Like I still think about the mayor sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The mayor was a really good bad guy. Yeah. It's yeah. I haven't check. read Dune this many times to be able to ignore a guy who <laughs> wants to turn into a really big snake. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think you know exactly what kind of guy wants to be a big snake. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not a metaphor for anything. <laughs> nope. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, um what do we what do we think of the the like spell that they do and and what what becomes of Buffy because of it? Oh going back <laughs> to them kind of reaching for a use for Xander, I was oh, reading yeah. through um I don't know if it was in the synopsis or the trivia uh for this episode, and they were explaining the spell as combining um Buffy's slayer powers with uh, Willow's magic, Giles's um, intellect, and Xander's strength. Yeah, that's which like isn't she already insane. stronger than he is? Yeah, like, they're really yeah. reaching here. Yeah, yeah, maybe they're maybe they're talking about like emotional strength, which he also doesn't have because he's like a big <laughs> piss baby. Like, yeah, he doesn't have any yeah. emotional. It's strength. just kind of there. Yeah, he is just. Just yeah, <laughs> it's true that they definitely had to like retcon that because they were like, oh, it's fun that she has these friends and they hang out. But once it becomes clear that like Willow is the the witch and she gets she starts getting stronger and stronger, then it's like, well, we already know Giles was the watcher. He's really smart. And like, fuck, what is Xander going to do? You know? Yeah. And it's like, you just Whoa. can't like. Uh, he's like a nice guy. I don't know, you know, <laughs> but he's not. I don't know if I not either. That. Not even that. No, no, he's very weak of of um spirit, spine and spirit. <laughs> yeah, spine and spirit. <laughs> weak of spine. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just. I think they just had to be like, well, huh? But yeah, like it's kind of funny that like the th- three of them mixed with Buffy gets like matrix buffy yeah she turns into like um rose tyler at the end of uh the that one season of doctor who where she's just like everywhere and anywhere you mm-hmm. know <laughs> like, yeah and she like bullets she can stop bullets yeah like, oh that was super cool i wanted to point matrix-y. that out it's like yeah. yeah the they you know talking about the budget like i've never seen like we haven't seen anything even remotely that like complex for 2000 or 2001 or whatever it was um in Buffy before yeah. this. So I was like that was cu- that was very cool. Oh, and the Matrix, the first Matrix had just come out. Yeah, oh, cuz okay. that was 1999. I just Right. That up. So yeah, that was definitely I feel like inspired. Yeah. And I mean it was cool and like her eyes glowing yellow like speaking i guess sumerian Sumerian? i don't even want to very dubious (laughs) i know it's very dubious yeah it's like i don't want to look that up to see if it was sumerian because i don't know which would be more offensive the fact that they like did speak it or if they just did gibberish and said it was sumerian like yeah sure which is worse well it's i guess it's okay it's a sumerian is one of the oldest attested languages so, I mean, I guess they just were like, what's a really old language? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we do get some uh, interesting ancient language content oh, in the geez. next episode, though. I can't, the next episode is... Dude. Not to jump ahead. So many problems. Yeah, please. But... I don't want to jump ahead. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, we'll get to it. Yeah. But I do appreciate... I mean, I think, like, you know, the whole 
point of Buffy is that she is not alone, unlike the rest of the Slayers in the past. Right. Um, And so it does make sense that they would all, you know, they kind of all come back together no matter what they're doing for, like, the big bad to figure out how to, like, topple the big bad. And they figure it out on the basis every time that there are, like, many of them. Right, that they, you know, they each have roles to fill and that they're, they are of a set, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think the, yeah, I think the end of this is pretty cool. Um, I don't know what they needed to do. Like, I don't know why Riley needed to be debriefed or whatever, since he wasn't like part of the initiative anymore. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember that part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they, they did like a cool, like, um like a cool where there's like guys in the pentagon or whatever oh i loved that part wait is that was that them debriefing riley no that was like oh okay before that they mentioned it at the beginning of um of the last episode of the season that he got debriefed and he's like oh right 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 threatening to leak information if they don't let him go which seems like not the best plan no. Yeah, I think that's a good way to get like fucking snipered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Just <laughs> does he reappear after this season, or can we just assume that they marked him? No, he does. <laughs> he unfortunately, <comes> back. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish we could have assumed that He's, they marked yeah. him. That they just went around. <laughs> it was like it's like the um, casino or like uh, Goodfellas, <laughs> where there's like you know the extended montage of. Um, tying up loose ends. <laughs> That's why Oz never comes back. They just take him out. Yeah. Yeah, they show, like, you know, Oz relaxing by the pool in Miami, and then, like, some guy comes behind him with a piano wire. <laughs> um, wow. I was going to say chloroform uh, rag, okay. but piano wire, you know, teach his own. It's less ambiguous, yeah. really. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but I do like, you know, because this is also like x Files era. So they, you know, kind of did a little bit of that at the end that like this is the whole initiative is going to be filled in with concrete. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, like over all the demons and, and human body parts, whatever, that are still in there. So I, I have. <laughs> yes. I have a question. Yes. If you are a ghost, mm-hmm. like, l- let's say you are a ghost in the initiative. Okay. And you haunt the initiative. Okay. You can't, like, go up to the surface or whatever. You just stay in the initiative. And then they fill the initiative with concrete. Mm. What happens to your spectral form? I think you could go. Do you, I think like, you could go up. <laughs> <laughs> you think they'll I don't let think you, so. you just float away? Yeah. I think then you could haunt the um field above. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're haunting you're haunting the dorm room above. Yeah, you're the haunting that. It's just a really boring afterlife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you're ha- yeah, you're haunting the frat house above the initiative. Oh, okay. With all the kids that That would be fun. Um, they could have spent themselves. an extra episode on that. Yeah, yeah, I would have loved to have seen what happen what happens next. Instead of <laughs> instead of restless, it just focuses on the ghosts of the initiative guys and demons <laughs> having to live together forever. Yeah. I mean, there the... are so many better ways they could have used that extra episode. <laughs> like I, I feel like you have something uh, you have this like core of like the previous episode and this one of like a genuine like adolescent problem of like falling out with your old friends when you go off to college and trying yeah. to like hold those friendships together and i think it would have been so much more interesting if they had spent a bit more time on that but yeah i i think the there's a scene where willow and buffy are rappelling down oh, yes. the elevator shaft <laughs> just a fucking great sentence to say out loud uh they're rappelling down the elevator shaft and they're like having a a genuine conversation about their feelings and you know the fact that like willow kept tara from everybody and how scared she was to you know to like come out and um and you know buffy being like caught up in riley and realizing she kind of lost herself and her friends and it was like that was a great moment and i wish it had been like more genuine instead of just like a a funny juxtaposition like isn't it funny we're having such a deep conversation 
while we're like bungee cording down a yeah, down an elevator yeah. shaft. Like Yeah, you literally like clearly had a whole episode just to burn with whatever. Yeah, why not like yeah. Well oh, I think that Joss Whedon watched a bunch of David Lynch movies and got pretty psyched about himself. Ooh. Do we wanna <laughs> do we have anything else? Dave, do you have anything else that you wanted to note of in Primeval before we move on to Restless? No, I think that goes through most of what I had okay. written down. So, Kate, why don't you read the wiki, and then I want to read a a quote from okay. from the man himself. Oh, all right. It, it, it's it, a very it short no wiki. It will come as no surprise that the reason that this episode was so bad is that it was directed and written by Josh Oh, Whedon. yeah. Yes. Restless. A pri- it's a very short wiki, too, because, you know, it's dream language. <laughs> a primal force stalks Buffy, Willow, Xander, and Giles in their nightmares as they each come face-to-face with their worst fears. That's it. That's it. Wow. I love it. Um, okay, so Joss Whedon, describing the writing process and the episode structure of Restless. Quote, The most important thing when I first started it was that the dreams be dreamlike. It's about combining the totally surreal with the totally mundane. Then it became a question of basically writing poetry. Basically free associating. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Sorry, I was editorializing, but (laughs) I go on. Uh, Obviously, things had to get worse at the end of each act. People had to be in peril because this thing was trying to kill them in their dreams. But beyond that, there was really no structure. So I was basically sitting down to write a 40-minute tone poem. Oh, Joss, no. More like a 40-minute bone poem, because this was a boner of an episode, and it sucked dick. You want another Joss Whedon note that will uh, make you hate him even more? Oh, yes, please. I have a little trivia snippet here. Okay. Joss Whedon stated that the maze of red curtains on the stage in Willow's Dream are not a direct homage to Twin Peaks, as some of popular, but rather represent the safety and comfort of being with her girlfriend Tara and are a sexual metaphor as well. Ew! Joss! Yeah! What the fuck, Joss? She's just rolling around in a vagina. (laughs) Okay, so I am rewatching Twin Peaks season three right now. So I'm oh good, like too probably like too tuned in to Twin Peaks at the moment. But like (laughs) the whole thing, yeah, it was like okay, that's the hallway in the lodge. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's like. You know, when Joss and Anya are speaking another language, that's like the backwards language where they can't understand what's going on. And like there's so much. And then also, I mean, I know Mulholland Drive wasn't made yet, but when they're when Tara and Willow are in the back of the car, I was like, what? What is this? Yeah, (laughs) What is happening? Um, I will go on record as saying, like, I don't hate dream sequence episodes. Oh, I do. Yeah, I'm okay with them. It, they have to be really well done. And <sighs> like this one obviously is like silly. And it's also a lot of it is kind of was done already in what was it, season one or season two, where like Willow has to perform and she's terrified of performing. Yeah, they even reference she references yeah, I forget what it's called, but yeah, they're they're stuck in dream world or whatever. Um, because this kid is like uh, astral projecting or whatever um, and there's a scene where yeah uh, Willow performs um, Madam Butterfly and right. she's like doing a terrible job at it and they reference that in this episode she's like oh it's not Madam Butterfly is it I don't want to do opera she's <laughs> like like obviously like you've done this before so it's like it's old hat first of all I think I think <laughs> I think people describing their dreams to me I think any sort of depictions of other people's dreams is so boring. Like <laughs> if I'm not in them and nobody's fucking, I don't care. If I'm not in them and nobody is having sex, I don't want to hear about your dreams. Like I'm yeah. sorry. I think some of them are super interesting, but like like I really don't mind dream language. I'm all for like surrealism, whatever. <laughs> but this is totally Joss just like jerking off at the end of season exactly. four. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it, yeah. it feels like it makes the same mistake that I think people always make in trying to depict dream sequences of where you can see them just reaching for something and say, what could I do that's like so random right, right. here? Right, yeah. And then like yeah. backfill Let's... some kind of meaning. 
Uh, yeah, it's just so obvious so what they're doing. Random. Here's a guy with cheese. Yeah, that like, was weird. Cool. Like what? Uh, like you might as well have a guy saying like epic bacon while you're at it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, okay, I will tell you the things that I liked. How about okay. that? I like Tara as like sort of a guide. Not, it, I guess Tara wasn't really in Xander's dream as a guide, but like she was a guide for Willow and Buffy, which I thought was interesting. I liked that Giles gets to sing some more. Yeah, I did Love enjoy it. that. Fantastic. That was a little like a little teaser of like mm-hmm. the, the full musical episode to come. So I really enjoyed that. Yes. Yeah, it felt very quantum leap to me and i love yes. that show to death. yes 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 not yes. the first time that's been referenced on this <laughs> podcast yep. scott bacula um, loves singing yes if you ever do some quantum leap please get me back oh I my god that would be a that hilarious our- podcast <laughs> that's when we're when we're done with buffy we're doing quantum leap hell yeah hell yeah um i the thing i liked the most that was really int- like cool and weird was like when Buffy goes into the like office space of the initiative and like Riley and Adam are there and it was at and you're like that's Adam yeah I didn't recognize him until they mentioned it and then they said and he says we have a lot of important work here filing giving things names and I was like (laughs) that's very funny like Like, that's a funny way of describing like what like bureaucratic government yeah work. admin bullshit that's yeah. basically what i do at my job <laughs> that's about it oh i like joyce as an anchorite in the walls oh yeah <laughs> that made me laugh a lot because i think anchorites there's, are funny there's a mouse playing with my knees i gotta go yeah i don't know why like, that was really funny <laughs> so uh, joyce is buffy's mom is that right yes, yes. what is her role in the show because she seems to know everything that's going on or be yeah, aware so of season whole. three i think or the end of season two yeah she she buffy like revealed everything to her so that she was in the dark for a long mm-hmm. time and now she's like kind of kind of uh understanding and, and accepting and extremely of, of chill lifestyle. about it yes. yeah yeah she went through it for sure like <laughs> Her mom was like, just decide not to be the Slayer. And Buffy was like, I can't do that, Mom. <laughs> it's like, you'd think that like a um, like a prophecy, they would like tell your parents. <laughs> At least, yeah. Right? Just be like, that they hey, would involve up. them. They're I like, think every way, child should have a choice whether to tell their parents or not about any prophecies they're fair involved enough, with. Fair just, enough. Just personally. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. Kids <laughs> should have autonomy. <laughs> they don't have enough autonomy there this is a total digression but the in the mayoral race in philly recently they were debating whether kids should go to school all year round every day ew Oof. yeah horrific and then like the other one was that like kids should have a curfew starting at 2 p.m on the weeknights oh my god what yeah it's like just that's destroy not even a, that's a not child's even life yeah just yeah end <laughs> childhood as a yeah. as a thing yeah, they're just little cogs that you are, like, you know, preparing to be little workers. Just like uh, Although, yeah. like, child yeah. as property stuff is so fucking disgusting. It's, it is it's really gross. insane, yeah. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. They're just, like, little wallets with pigtails. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right, yeah. Kit, you should have a choice if you're the Slayer. You don't have to tell your parents because they might be <laughs> crazy... You know, right wing fundamentalists and not understand your <laughs> slayerhood, your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there, there are a lot of we we've we've talked about it, but there are a lot of like queer correlations to Buffy's sort of like hiding her a part of herself. And, oh, definitely. And then telling mm-hmm. Joyce, and Joyce kind of like struggling to understand it. Yeah, like they even say like coming out, like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, of course, there's a lot about Willow coming out. Yeah, is this the way that Willow is treated for the whole show? Because there's a lot of just kind of using her coming out as just kind of a joke or a weird punchline. It it gets better, but then there's there's a lot of weird Willow first as like, yeah, it's like, oh, well, she's a witch, which is coded for her being gay. Right, the Um, Xander line that I wrote down here was... um, 
was it sometimes i think about two girls doing spells together yeah. and then i do a spell <laughs> on my own uh, <laughs> i had to pause and just kind of cringe in on myself yeah. for a while there. i needed to take like a 20 minute breather uh-huh. after that one yeah it was rough well was and rough. i was like why do xander's stupid jokes get to be in willow's dreams like that doesn't really yeah. seem fair yeah i didn't think about that but yeah and then and then later there's like another kind of uncomfortable metaphor of like someone who can't stop doing witchcraft is like a drug addict which is oh, yeah that's a weird a overlap of yeah metaphors. yeah and it it's just like this is a, definitely a show that's pretty punishing to willow um mm-hmm. and buffy i mean honestly but um yeah it's like i feel like they think that it's enough to just be like well she's gay and she's out and like cool but yeah, like they don't treat it very well. I have to wonder, because so there was, in the very beginning, there was some speculation, like they knew they wanted to have a, a character come out um, and be gay, but they didn't know if it was going to be Willow or Xander. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I I wonder what kind of show it would be if they had gone <laughs> with Xander being gay. Because I feel oh, like interesting. it would, I, I. Because he'd still have to make the jokes about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I I just wonder how yeah, like how bad it would be or maybe it would be treated well. Like cuz there are moments with with Willow and Tara that are very like they feel very genuine, they feel yeah. very like respectful almost. Like so I, I I wonder like if if there would ever be moments like that. Like maybe he and Larry the the school jock oh, yeah. together. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh man, we'll never know. So there's like yeah. there's a an alternate dimension where where you and me, Kate, are talking about yeah, oh, having man. a Buffy podcast, but but Xander is the gay one instead yeah. of Willow. Well, he like went out on that road trip, that Jack Kerouac yeah. road trip, and realized <laughs> that he wanted to be Allen Ginsberg instead. Instead, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or that he wanted to fuck Jack Kerouac. Yeah, there we go. Which like, man, I'm horny same. reading the same. road. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> same. <laughs> same. <laughs> Not me, oh, Alan Ginsberg. <laughs> oh, okay. No. I was like, wait a minute. Jack Kerouac, no. <laughs> Too much of a mama's boy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot of, like, speaking about, like, children stuff, there's a lot of, I feel like, sort of references to childhood in these dreams yes like for everyone yeah willow has a moment where she's like reading a book report and it's like you know she's like reverted back to like elementary or or middle school Mm -hmm. the way they they dress her and stuff so yeah i wonder like i wonder you know what's that all about (laughs) yeah i mean that makes sense for willow because you know they're like people are wondering about you like what's the real you like and i could see willow still having that like person inside you know where Mm -hmm. you're like oh i have a nice haircut and i'm dating a hot like lady and i'm a witch now but like inside the girl with like pigtails and like thick white tights (laughs) it's still hanging out Mm -hmm. you know yeah and then in Xander's dream, Buffy and Giles and Spike are like playing on a playground. Yeah, Which, and then and then in Giles' dream, he he's like basically like Buffy's dad. Yeah, that one actually like tracks, you know. Yeah, that, makes that one makes sense. total sense. Yeah, um, and it's with Olivia too, right? Isn't yeah, Olivia there? Yeah. Okay. I love that. I wish they'd get together. I know. <laughs> Yeah, what was that character? Who was that like, that he was with? She, uh, he, she's like, it's Olivia. She's like an on-again, off-again girlfriend. She's yeah. been in like two episodes. Yeah, she's wow. not like she's not like hugely important to the overall plot, but she just sometimes shows up when, when we want to see uh, characters being awkward with Giles. <laughs> yeah, it's like a yeah. way also of signaling that like, hey, like the teenagers treat Giles like an old hideous man but like but he's he can still get handsome. it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i thought they were trying to set up some kind of um 
like sexual tension between Giles and um, Joyce too in that episode. Oh wow! Well. Well, there's already been sexual tension. Spoilers. Got Go back it. to season three. Yeah, you should watch <laughs> Band Candy in season two. I'm or was already that three? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I'm not going to give you too much info. Just watch Band Candy. It's a really good episode, and um, and and it's Joyce um, and Giles have some fun. It is sort of contained, so I, yeah, I feel like is. you could you could technically watch it out of season, like out of context. You'd still be able to parse what's going on. Yeah, right, I'm here for it. But yes, they definitely have some sexual tension. <laughs> oh um, man. Okay, so <laughs> I just think it's so funny because, like, you know, Joss Joss is on on record as saying like he felt the overall story arc for the season wasn't like as cohesive as it could have been hmm. so his solution was to write a fucking incomprehensible just completely fucking, disconnected yeah episode. awful like word jazz of a of an episode and then be like there that's the that's the grace note of the season that's what i want to to end my season four on it's just like yeah, didn't fucking you hear baffling. him it's poetry it's it is poetry, it's baby. Tone it's poem. like jazz. God. It's like yeah. word jazz. Oh. Yeah, don't baby. you guys understand jazz? Yeah. Speaking of poetry, too, I had to look up um, what Willow was writing on Tara's back. Oh, nice. In ancient Greek, because I, I was looking, I was like, "That's Greek. That's ancient Greek." Oh, yeah. Um, it is a Sappho poem. It's oh, a literal fuck Sappho yeah. poem. <laughs> okay, now I like that. <laughs> oh, the one cool thing. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that also reminded oh. me of that movie, The Pillow Book. I don't know if anyone's seen it. I don't think I, I know that one. It's a, I don't I've um, never even heard of it. Oh, it's really good. It's um an erotic drama. <laughs> oh, <laughs> written hello. by Peter Green written by um it was directed by Peter Greenaway who directed um the Cook the Thief, his wife and her lover. Oh, and there's okay. like a there's like a part where someone like writes like poetry on someone else's back and it's hot that's hot as hell yeah cool. yeah so that's what i i thought maybe they were it was a reference to that because that came out in 1997 hmm. um, nice. yeah might could be which it could be because you know joss is a pretentious fuck <laughs> um but i mean as am i apparently but uh yeah but i love that it's a sat that's even better that's so good yeah i will bet you 10 american dollars that that was not that that detail is not a joss brainchild yeah i'm, I'm guessing somebody else maybe marty noxon or somebody was like oh wouldn't it be funny if they did this and joss was like who's what's a sappho <laughs> <laughs> is he the is he the the guy who plays trumpet the jazz guy plays yeah. trumpet. He's one of the Marx brothers. Sappho Marx. <laughs> Sappho Marx. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. Okay, so should we talk about the the racism <laughs> that oh, that is really hard yeah. not to talk about? Oof. Oh, it's so, so upsetting. The the common through line. Of, of these four indecipherable, baffling um, dream sequences is that they are all being menaced by a a person, a, mm. an entity. Um, and then Buffy kind of, like, breaks through. She starts to, like, understand. She's, like, almost having, like, lucid dreaming. So she starts to understand what's going on. Um, so what has happened is because they did that spell in the previous episode... Um, all four of them like woke up the primordial spirit of the very first slayer, like the first yeah. one to ever walk the earth. Yeah. In the credits, as just the primitive. Oh, that's God. Yeah. extremely like fucked up. And they gross. just can't do. It's like just digging deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. I just, man, it's it's insane. Yeah. So it is. It is a very like. Just yeah, I don't even want to describe describe it. It's just it's just, it's like just awful. Some ninety nineteen nineties white person's idea of what I guess some sort of tribal African person would look like. I guess with no yeah. distinction. You know, it's like 
you know how people just are like Native American is this, you know, it's like, yeah, like a, a, a stereotype or just like a, a, a cipher. Yeah, like you know? flattening any difference mm-hmm. between like culture or country or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, kind of pulling in a little bit of a like the predator type thing too. Oh, throughout. yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can get that. Um, and like that part is interesting. Like the fact that there's there's like a dream. There's something like you know, I mean, it's been done before, but it's like a good horror trope that, you know, there's like something in your dream that's trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, can be done in a way that's interesting and scary. But like, yeah, they don't need to make the first Slayer like this incredibly, like, just awful caricature. Yeah, basically yeah. not human. Which it doesn't seem right. to me has ever been part of the the Slayer thing. It doesn't make you like yeah, it, subhuman. It's, it's so bizarre. And like the the concept of like, you know, who the first Slayer could have been, you know, back in like Stone Agey times or whatever. That could be such like, an interesting super... question. Exactly. Yeah. Do we get any more of the the first Slayer stuff in later seasons? I think so. Uh, there's definitely more say... like ancient Slayer stuff. Yeah. Because right. that just seems, yeah, it seems like such a missed opportunity. Like you took a really mm-hmm. interesting concept and really just used it in the least interesting and imaginative way possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty uh, gross. And like the where they're like just adding to it is like at the end, you know, saying that like, like when Buffy's like, basically like comb your hair oh yeah just yeah. absolutely i just wanted oh, so i wanted upsetting. to die yeah i just yeah. wanted to die and was like, like w- yeah like oh so the the way to win against this like ancient evil is to just be a privileged white person yeah exactly <laughs> just yeah. be like honey i have friends and you it's don't totally and you should comb your hair boss. Yeah, this entity yeah. that awesome. you could have like presumably had some sort of like kinship with and that you would have should. been an interesting thing to explore yeah. it would have been really interesting to like realize that like oh this thing that is haunting everyone in their dreams is the first layer and like you can talk to the first layer about yeah like wouldn't you have a million questions yes. about, like, what they're you know what what they were like or who they were or like what kind of demons even existed back then like i yeah. you know there there are a, a million ways that this episode could have been written but no we got a fucking 40 minute tone poem yeah the thing i can't help but contrast it to is like um uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, where they did those few episodes with the very first Avatar, or was that in Korra? But they like <laughs> took a lot of time to explore that and, yeah, and did yeah. some really interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, I think yeah. that was towards the end, the end of Avatar. And I think that's the, oh god. Apparently, her name is Sinea. I'm looking this up. First Slayer oh, yeah. Primitive. Yeah, not in the primitive. credits of this episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's uh, just the primitive. Maybe it's not canon. Um, oh yeah, maybe they fleshed her out in the um, in the comic book. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's possible. I mean, it's interesting. Oh yeah, there is a bunch of comic book stuff. I about it. with her. <laughs> they did a lot of retcon in that. In the, yeah. In the series. I mean, she's really interesting. Like, yes, probably. She, she probably was. In, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh man. And like, there's a lot of stuff about. Um, the like first evils or like ancient evils and things that are so evil that there's no name for it, which I'm like, oh, right, a they've been around for, for so long. <laughs> yeah, I um, love that stuff. Yeah, me too. And like, you know, there's a lot more of that like later in Buffy, but like they could have started it right here and yeah, had yeah, it been like opportunity, you know, that's what this and like that would be what you remember about this episode like this is buffy's first encounter with like an ancient slayer yeah what would really be the memorable thing you would take away from this episode i mean child singing (laughs) (laughs) uh willow writing a sappho poem on terrace yeah now that i know it's a sappho poem that's fucking rad as hell i do feel i like as soon as we are done recording this i'm i'm going to immediately forget this episode like it's gonna fade out of my mind like brigadoon like i'm just <laughs> not gonna remember that i ever watched it so in my i have like spotless minded myself 
In my head, also, there was a lot more, there were a lot more references to Dawn in this episode. Oh, right. Which, you know, spoilers ahead, we will find out about in the next season. But it's like, why wouldn't, yeah, like, I don't know where, I guess I put together a bunch of episodes as this one. Like, anytime Mm -hmm. there's, like, a dream sequence, I just kind of threw it all together. (laughs) But. I, I just think it's so interesting, like, you know, we were talking about, like, the comic book and, like, all the other, you know, sort of fan-driven stuff that has come out of this. And I, I, I think it's so interesting to to watch other people, like, take, you know, because, like, especially this episode, like, fucking suck shit. But the the things that inspired it, you know, that, that other people have done, other people have taken and, like, woven something totally new and something much better, mm-hmm. I think is so super cool. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it like, yes, it sucked, but it, it also did inspire a bunch of really actually good, you know, media and art and stuff. So it's like you can't totally just, like, you know, throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, in the – I mean, this is all comic stuff, but – it says, like, a young girl named Sineo is taken against her will by three powerful mages known as the Shadow Men to become the Ooh. ultimate weapon mm-hmm. in the fight against the dark forces that plagued the world. They chained oh, her to, so... to the floor of a cave and used powerful magic to imbue her heart, soul, <gasps> and spirit. Whoa! <laughs> yeah! Like, so they, like, hello? witchered her. Yeah! They, they made her a witcher. That's radical. Right. That's awesome. I would love to see that. I would show watch that. that show. I would watch that show. Ooh, Absolutely, this is cool. So the villagers she protected were grateful for her, but they also were afraid of her for being part demon. So they gave her a basket of supplies and asked her to leave. So that's why she has no contact hmm. with her own humanity right. or humanity at large. She never had a watcher. And like, okay, that's all really interesting. And thank you to the person who like came up with that story. And flesh that out. Yeah. yeah because that well, there, is super There is a moment that Giles says, like, he he says, I know who you are. Oh, like, yeah. And he, he says, um, I know that I can control you and, and you don't you don't really understand what you're doing because you've never had a watcher. Mm-hmm. So he like knew knew who she was right away. That's so yeah. interesting. He also says he can like fight her with his mind and then just dies right away. And then just, yeah. just gets caught. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's like, I can fight you. I can fight you. And she's like, I have a, I have like I a, a really bone. sharp yeah, he knife. He gets literally yeah. scalped. Got like a bone yeah. knife, baby. <laughs> yep. Um, Lord. Yeah, I just, I yeah. There are so many things that could happen that that could have happened for her to come in contact with an ancient slayer that would have been really fucking cool. Yeah, and I wish that Giles wasn't, you know, because like anything that he writes and directs, he has like full creative control of, and yeah. so it just means that like nobody was able to like even get in on that one yeah you can't you can't like you can't tell him no no he, he got them right we all yeah as we now know so uh did we learn any <laughs> lessons can we can we end this episode on a on a high note please sure <laughs> um yeah, let's I see. learned that I want like a whole like Rupert Giles album where he like you know <laughs> I want him to do covers of like uh Pink Floyd songs and stuff. Giles sings the hits in his fluffy yes! robe. In his fluffy robe. Yes. Oh, want, like yeah. Well, he's like holding a martini that is like splashing around as he <gasps> sings. Yes. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's like he's like very big, and so he's holding a big martini, and then there's like a hot lady like like doing a, a fan dance Whoa. in his martini glass, I, and it's like all airbrushed, like it's on the side of a van. I'm, this is I'm a picturing very this vivid now. picture. You put <laughs> I know. All right, somebody somebody who's good at drawing, get 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 at me because I, I need to make this happen. I'll commission Amazing. you. Amazing. <laughs> Um, I learned that I need to go and watch the pillow book. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this show just ends up being like recommendations for other 
TV shows and, and better things. Yeah, other media yeah. that is used a similar idea yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, we should at the end. At the end, we should do that. We should do like like honorable mentions. Oh like, yeah, okay. So everyone watch. Everyone watch the Pillow Book. Band read the candy, comic. And, and read Quantum the comic. Leap. Quantum Leap and Twin Peaks: The Return. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or all of Twin Peaks, really. But if you haven't seen The Return yet, what are you waiting for? Yeah, if Seriously. you want to watch Buffy, um, don't just subscribe to this podcast instead. Yeah. <laughs> Get money on no, Patreon, watch, all yeah, of that seamless Buffy plug. Too, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Check it all out at bangs.zone. Watch Buffy critically. <laughs> uh yeah well dave thank you so much for, yeah, for coming you. on and and being with us here today yeah thank you so much for having me on it was a ton of fun do you uh i don't know i mean do you have anything you want to plug do you just want to plug your twitter or what do you got going on yeah if uh people want to see what i'm working on um you can follow me on twitter at labor lifts i post about union organizing and bodybuilding um general fitness and wellness stuff cool radical yeah uh and like i said you could check out uh you know episodes of the show you could check out our patreon and our social media accounts they are all linked together at fangs.zone and uh we will uh catch you next time on fangs for the memories see you see you suckers, see ya, suckers. <laughs> <laughs>